Hit it. Hit it. Um, okay. It takes two to make a thing go right. Hey, yeah, yeah. It takes two to make it out of sight. Justin jumps out on the floor. I'm like shuffling. I'm like, yep. Get a soul train line going. <laughs> I'm like, choo choo. <laughs> Little quad city DJs. Right? <laughs> you got those platform shoes with the goldfish in them. Hell yeah. Dead goldfish. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, no, they're still rocking. <laughs> oh, these are my Unagi heels, bitch. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 207, recording September 5th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we will be discussing Halo's race to obscurity. Uh, Microsoft launches Game Pass's family and friends program. Uh, the return of Back for Blood, if I can convince these guys. And what we've been playing and more to do this, I have with me as always... Shannon, BBQ, and more. What's up, guys? Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's, I don't know, the West Coast is burning right now. Like, I mean, we're, we're just under a heat wave. We finally know what it's like to live in Arizona. Um, so, yeah, uh, the one thing I got to do today um, in 102 degree heat was um, prepare dinner. So, you know, run a, you know, get that, get that grill nice and hot. And uh, it makes the temperature around you feel not as hot. So... Yeah. On, the, on the plus side, you didn't need any uh, mesquite or charcoal. You just had to close the lid, <laughs> and uh, the sun did the rest for you. Pretty much, dude. I got out there, and it was already preheated, so I, I didn't yeah. really have to do anything. <laughs> you pull the, pull the top off the Weber, and just the heat, heat hit you. <laughs> oh, God. Like opening an oven. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Yeah. Also joining us is Justin from Arizona, Salamander Carter. Oh, it's your boy. I'm back from Tucson. Went to the Tucson Comic-Con, showed some negative space, and it went really good. It was, like, the con, I'd say the con was a lot smaller than Phoenix Comic-Con, but the room I was in on Saturday also had a Smash Brothers tournament in it, so it was fucking packed Saturday. Mm. Like I just had for like all eight hours, it was just like back to back to back to back. I don't think my seats were ever empty. I was like trying to find time to like clean the controllers and stuff between use. And before I could fucking grab it, someone else already picked it up and was sitting down. I was like, shit, all right. (laughs) That's cool. I mean, did you have um, like, did you have anybody helping you at the booth or was it just you? So it was just, I I brought Megan, but it was, it was really just me though. (laughs) Cool, cool. Did you get rid of all those cool little tchotchkes that you were giving out? Um, I got rid of almost all of them. I have like about 10 left. So out of the 70, 60 found good homes. Nice. That's cool. nice. Nice. So and, how, how do you feel the game showed? Yeah. Yeah, it showed really good. Um, got a lot of positive feedback and stuff from people. And, you know, there were people who were like, dude, you know, if this was for sale right now, I'd buy it. And I was like, you know, that 
that's all I could ask for. Like, thank you. I'm like, you can wish list it on Steam, and I had like little QR code and stuff like printed out, and was giving stickers and stuff. But for the most part, like even kids, like older people and stuff, like playing it, it's always fun to watch. Like kids figure it out like really quick. Where there's yeah. this one dude who was like, oh, I thought when I get the diamond, I'd get a double jump like in Celeste. So when he mentioned Celeste, I'm like, oh, dude, he's going to probably be really good at this then. And dude, For he sure. fucking sucked. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like blown away because I was like, dude, this guy's talking about Celeste. So I assumed that, that he played Celeste. And I was like, dude, if you played Celeste, I was like, I feel like you should be able to do this. But Well, what what else told you that you made it, like you made a quality banger game? Um, dude, well, so couple different things happened like i got my first fan art someone drew for me um after they played the demo and stuff their friends were playing and she was sitting there drawing in a book and i was trying not to look but i knew she was drawing like art of the game and i was like oh my god that's so cool i was like i've never had something like that before so i got i didn't get to keep it because it was in her little art journal but i took a picture of it and posted it on facebook and stuff it was pretty cute the first piece of fan art yeah, dude. Inside Out Games has made it, baby. I mean, all you got to do is download the Mixed Tiles app, and you can put one of those bad. You can take that picture, put it right on like a little mixed tile, and stick that bad boy right up on your wall. Dude, I know. I want to like uh, crop it and stuff really nice, and get it like printed out. Uh, one other thing that happened, I had multiple people also take selfies with me, which I thought was kind of weird. I've never had that happen before. But one was like a dad and his son, and he's like. That way, you know, I could say when you've made it or whatever, I could say that I met you or whatever. And I'm like, dude, it's like such a kind of like boomer thing to say, but it meant a lot to me. I was like, that's nice. I mean, hey, you know, when when you got the looks of of one Justin with an eye, Carter, you you have to just get that immortalized in a selfie. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying. Um, no, that's good. That's really awesome to hear, man. I'm happy for you. So. So Watch now he's ready. gonna be now he's gonna be all like he now the fame is gonna go to his head he's gonna come in like <laughs> next week to our podcast he's gonna be like here's my writer guys just uh you know might want to take a look at this before we start recording yeah <laughs> only green M and M's you know yeah. um no I was gonna say so you're ready to to announce the launch date then do just about I mean I have it oh. oh yeah I have it pretty much like. Done like I now after also playtesting it, there's some tweaks I want to make to the first couple levels and stuff to help a little bit because that was one of the other reasons I wanted to go was you know it's like I play the game all the time and even though I have Surge as a playtester who like plays through everything because he plays all the time mm-hmm. it's like you know it's just like second nature to him so getting to see people who've never don't even play a lot of video games or just don't even play a lot of like platformers and stuff trying to play. It's like, I get valuable information that way from like watching them play and like, okay, well, where are they getting stuck? Like, what are they figuring out? Are they retaining the things I'm teaching them for these later levels? And then I had this kid, he figured out that you could skip levels (laughs) in the game through the menu. And he was just like, try a level once. He's like, Oh, this is hard. And then skips. And he's like skipping really far. And I'm like, dude, you're going to just get your ass handed to you because you're not learning any of the game. So yeah, it's just going to get harder and you've done nothing to like get better at the game. So you're just going to suck. I I do appreciate that you're collecting this feedback from people that are, you know, in my words, not yours, let's be, let's be clear, but my words are bad at games. Um, (laughs) And uh, I find it funny though, that you haven't, looked out your own windows for people that are bad at games like Shannon and myself. (laughs) Hey, I suck. 
I've got the reaction time of a 43 year old. I could be providing valuable feedback. I'm just well, saying. I'm just going to out there. Guys, yeah, if you guys want to play, I'll give you a build. I just oh, know you guys are both busy and stuff, so I wouldn't want to be like, hey, can you play this for me and give me some feedback some point? I will find time. Like, you know, if, if I have to tell my fiance, look, Justin wants me to try to play his game before he puts it out, she's going to be like, I'm going to sit here and watch you play it. Like, she's going she's gonna to be on board. Yeah, for sure. Shannon's at the altar on the Steam Deck. He's like, dude, this fucking level, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll say I do in just a minute. I just got to clear this level, please. Like, I mean, yeah. you've given me an idea now. I mean, like, now I got to bring my Switch, and I'm just going to give it to Zach and be like, here, here take, take this. Yeah. <laughs> be good. Uh, well, it's, I'm, I'm very happy for you, man. That's exciting. That's good stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We ate a lot of really good... Tucson had a lot of really good food, too, like, while we were there. And I felt really bad at Tucson Comic Con. The little logo is a Gila monster, which, you know, I'm an Arizona native. I know this, but I kept calling it a salamander. And I kept saying that to the Tucson Comic Con people. I'm like, oh, yeah, the little salamander. And they're like, Gila monster. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's what it is, I swear. (laughs) Oh, man, my son would have just thrown you to the wolves for that like <laughs> he he loves him some gila monsters and you better say gila it's if you pronounce the g oof you <laughs> strap in you're getting you're getting a lecture um but yeah uh so this weekend i got to hang out with one shannon moore yeah uh, you did and his lovely family it was wonderful it was, and thank you for providing shelter from this heat with your lovely air-conditioned place. Yes, yes. Oh, by the way, I find it hilarious that of the three of us, the two of us that have air conditioning are in tank tops right now, and the person that's sitting in 100-degree heat has a headband on and uh, a full T-shirt. It's- Bro, like I was going to go topless, but then I did not want to blind you guys with like the sheer whiteness of my skin. So like, you know, I just decided I was going to have to put the T-shirt on and yeah, I'm marinating in my own juices over here. But the headband is doing a good job of keeping the painful sweat out of my eyeballs. I don't I don't need to hear about the beef broth. Just we can we can skip <laughs> over that. Uh, Shannon Hibachi girl more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Can I get some fried rice with that? Like, what are we doing? Um, oh, good. <laughs> expecting to believe a shrimp fried that rice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what was the card game we played, Shannon? Because that was good. Here to slay. Here to slay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played that, Justin? That doesn't even sound familiar. So essentially, it's a uh, it plays like a CCG, um, but it's all self contained, and mm-hmm. it. Um, you have a deck of monster cards, a deck of heroes, and then like a deck of uh, just other cards. And so you get a party leader, which is one of the heroes, and you're trying to take out three monsters. And then you have your hand, which is five cards, and you can play other heroes. Uh, you can play weapons. You can play modifiers, all that type of stuff. But each, the thing is, is each turn. Oh, Shannon's putting it on screen here. Here to slay. Um each turn you only have three action points and like attacking one of the monsters is two action points. Uh, playing a card is one action point and, or using one of the hero's abilities is an action point. So you have to be very budget conscious of like what you're doing on your turn. And the first player to get three monsters wins. Or so, 
six of the classes. Yeah, or or six of the classes of heroes on the board at the same time. So you're always trying to screw over the other player while at the same time trying to like advance yourself. And uh, things happen with dice rolls. So like when you try to attack a monster, the card will say, if you roll over an eight, you kill the monster. But if you get under a six, your hero dies, that sort of thing. And uh, it's it's fast paced and it's just really fun. It's, it was, you know, it's one of those games you pick it up within a game. Like yeah. you just play one game and you got it, you know, and, and so it's really quick. Like uh, us and the girls and everything just played the heck out of it for a couple hours. It was it was fun. It was good. Yeah. When you held up the box, the art looked really familiar. Was it on Kickstarter? It point? was. It yeah, was. I think I don't think I ever played it, but I think I saw the trailer thing for it when it was on kickstarter yeah well what's the msrp on that shannon um i don't I know you've had it for a while so yeah when i did the kickstarter it was um i think it was 20 it was 25 bucks for the base game mm-hmm. and then the expansion pack uh was a, a stretch goal um so i think i put in like an extra five bucks um to you know be to get the expansion pack if they made the stretch goal Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. Apparently, you can get the base game on Amazon, and it's twenty bucks, basically mm-hmm. nineteen ninety nine. And then the expansion. There's two expansions. Did Ooh, you know that? Got... Berserkers and Necromancers. Ooh, that's cool. I so I and, and there's the Druid expansion and mm-hmm. uh, Berserkers and Necromancers, and those are both twelve dollars each. Yeah, I got the um, I got the Druid expansion pack. Cool, but I need to get the other two. Shannon's going to Gator Games now. He's like, bro. He's going no, I'm going to order it on like, Amazon. He's going with that Tyrone Bigum scratch. Like, hey, man, what you got? I'm um, going to do it right now. Oh, while we're recording, he is or- a live ordering, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> live Amazoning is happening. I'm, but, you uh, know, I'm, I'm glad that you liked it because I was really worried that you weren't. Um, but it was, a yeah, it's it's like magic in the sense that you know, you have um, a set round um, and there is a structure as far as like your points and your strategies. And then, you know, there's modifiers, but it's a basic version, right? So it's like all the modifiers do is either increase or decrease your role um, when you're attacking a monster. Um, and then there's challenge cards. So if somebody puts down a uh, uh, either a spell or a, a hero that they want to play, you can challenge it. And then it's basically just a, a, a duel to see who rolls the best number. Um, so it's it's there's some strategy there and it's pretty fun to watch it play out, especially with more people. It, uh, and I think I, I the thing I liked about it was it just flowed so fast. Like it was it was just a really quick game. So that was that was one of those things. I, it was so approachable in that way. So good game. Good game. Highly recommend. Yes. Looking forward to playing again. So. Uh, yeah, Justin, get on that one. Dude, I'll have uh, to check it out. Speaking of shrimp fried, Matt, did he was he showing his game? Yes, he did show his game as well while we were there. But from what it sounds like, um, the room he was in, it sounds like it just didn't really get like a lot of traffic, so he didn't get like a whole lot of play testers. Mm. But he did get some, and like the ones that you know he actually did get, like they sat down and like instead of doing like the little fifteen minute demo and stuff, played full legitimate games. So you know they were there for like a good hour. 
Okay. I mean, hopefully that uh, gets some. Wait, and his is boss battle, right? Yeah. Yeah, his is boss battle. Well, we'll uh, get, I mean, we talk so much crap about Shrimp Fried Matt that we should give him some run on, <laughs> on our show here. Funny enough, too, uh, out of everyone during the Comic-Con weekend, only one person legitimately beat the Negative Space demo oh, like, really? all the way through. And it took them about 90 minutes, but they did it. Wow, Damn. they were able to sit there for 90 minutes? Dude, I, I, the majority of the people that played this weekend, I think, sat for because I had their times and like death counts and stuff up on mm-hmm. the screen when they were playing. Most people played for about, I'd say, on average, like forty-five minutes. I had a couple of people come back multiple days and play multiple times and stuff for like <laughs> hours at a time. So that was pretty cool. They, they come back for the third time, and you're like, "Yo, just buy the game." Yeah, buy I'm the like, game. dude. Like, you're, I'm like, you already got a cube. I'm like, you're not fucking trying to. Uh, yeah, cool. You were wearing an Itachi costume yesterday, bro. I know it's fucking you. Like, yeah, you're not yeah. getting another cube. <laughs> I'm cutting you off. You're like, how about you? Go, how about you prove to me you wish listed that bitch, huh? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's when I'm like, go play some Devil's Bones. What's up? Oh, good stuff. Oh, did you did you back that the live uh, Devil's Bones thing? Uh uh-uh. Oh, did. Weren't you the one that showed me that? Like someone made devil's bones for real? Oh, that was the uh, the knuckle bones. Oh, from, knuckle bones. Knuckle, yeah, not yeah. Devil bones. Sorry, knuckle bones. Yeah. Yes, that the, that looks. I would buy that if someone kickstarted that shit. I'm like, bro. <laughs> well, I, can, I mean, to be fair, we just need dice. Like, I yeah, guess. but I like but the little wood board. It had like the lamb like actually on it and stuff with yeah. the art and the, and the specific dice. Like it looked aesthetically pleasing. Like that's what I want. Like yeah, cool. I could pen and paper it, but I'm like no. No, I this want the, looks beautiful. I want the full Etsy experience. That's what exactly. I want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I guess we should actually talk about some stuff. You know what it is. You you guys. You know what it is. This first story is so damn depressing to me that I've just not wanted to talk about it. And, <laughs> and hey, I, man. <sighs> okay, look, I know I've bished a lot about Halo on this show, even though I really like Halo Infinite. I love Halo Infinite. Great game. But God damn it, when they got out there on Thursday with a blog post saying that season three was getting pushed back to March 7th. So that means season two is going to be what? 13 months long or something like that. Like eight months, like not way too long, way too long. It's supposed to be six months. Guess what? We're tacking like five more months onto that bitch. Um, and then November 8th, is when the forge system and the co-op campaign stuff is launching. But couch co-op got canceled. Uh, I mean, I'm at a loss. I'm just, Oh, oh, but, but it's okay. It's okay. Cause when season three launches in March, um, there, they're bringing new maps. Two of them. You know, you know, the one complaint we've all had since, I don't know, this time last fucking year that, Hey, maybe it'd be great to have more maps, more content, more stuff to do in halo. Oh, sure. No problem. We're giving you two maps in March. 
Like, what the? F- <laughs> I mean, like, God damn it. Okay. So this is the conclusion I've come to. And I, I guarantee you these conversations have been happening. I mean, I've got no insider info or anything. They just kind of have to. You know, there is a board member meeting in a room somewhere in in Washington where they are sitting <laughs> around going, it's time to take the keys from grandpa. We got a three, four, three can't drive this car anymore. Like they just can't do it. They, they just can't like it's obvious. I'm sorry. You've had they p- delayed the game for a year. And still didn't have content ready to roll. It's been a year since they've released it. And there's still not content. It's like you can't do you just can't do it. And that's no problem. This is a huge game. It's a massive undertaking. I'm not crapping on the people that have done the work because I'm sure it's insane. Like, look at the scope of the game. Look at what they're trying to do and like the quality level they're trying to reach. It's nuts. But you can't do it. And now it's like you've got Treyarch coming into the fold. You've got Sledgehammer coming in. You've got all these studios that, hey, guess what? Worked on Warzone and Call of Duty and pushed out that stuff every year like effing clockwork on just as big of scale, just as much crap going on. And they did it perfectly every year. Guess what Call of Duty Warzone players, like when Shannon used to play, guess what they never talked about? The lack of stuff to do. I never heard that once from anyone playing Call of Duty. And you've got these studios coming into the fold. I'm just saying, maybe it's time to take the assets away from 343 and be like, hey, Treyarch, what, what, want to take a stab at Halo Infinite? and see what you guys can do with this. Cause I guarantee you, they've got the systems in place to make it run better than this. What if this is the end of halo? What if they're just like, yeah, we're not going to back halo anymore. Like we got these other companies that are doing better stuff with games that are more relevant now. Uh, what if halo is just, they're just, this is just like the death throes of halo right now. I mean, I just think Microsoft can't do that. I th- I to your point, I think if any other company if this were any other company, I would be right there with you cuz they've hit the point now where you almost need to stop and restart. Like you remember when Bungie kind of hit that point with Destiny 1? Like Destiny 1, there was never supposed to be a Destiny 2. It was just supposed to be Destiny And it was just going to build and build and build. And finally, they hit a point of like, we can't fix this anymore. Stop. Relaunch Destiny 2. And all of a sudden, their platform was there. And they had it. And they were able to stack and build and do all the things they want to do. This feels like Microsoft is kind of at that point where, okay, you had a wonderful idea. You missed every mark. (laughs) You've got a base to build off of. So maybe don't do anything. No more new content. The game is the game. I mean, shit, you could have you could have played Destiny 1 for five years. They didn't make anything for it anymore, but it still existed. You still could have played it. And maybe that's just what they need to do with Halo Infinite is shutter it. No new content. 
and we're just going to crank out everything for Halo Infinite 2 and and move on, you know? Even though Halo Infinite 2 is a hilarious name. <laughs> I know, that's what I was laughing about when you said it. I was like, <laughs> it kind of defeats the, the title of the game. To Halo, to Infinite. <laughs> Love it. Let's do it. Halo Infinite, Tokyo Drift. I'm, I'm down. Um... I mean, Justin, what what are your thoughts about? It? I mean, I've obviously been ranting, but like, I'm curious to think, what do you guys what like when you read these stories, Justin, for example? Like, are you like, just stop, or are you just like, oh, they they this is a way to fix it? Like, what do you what do you think, dude? When I read the article about that they canceled couch co op, yeah, all, the first image in my head I pictured is you know that kid that on the bus to school that morning realized his project was due and just threw whatever the fuck he could on the paper between the bus and class starting and then just turned that shit in like he did it the night before. Right. <laughs> like, right. that's all I picture. Dude, they obviously do not give a shit about Halo, like, anymore at all. Like, they just, after the initial bad reception, they were basically like, dude, we're just going to, make some changes, get it out, and then just be done with it and not touch it anymore. Yeah, I, well, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see like what the like even on like Twitch or something like that, what their numbers are like of concurrent users cuz it can't mm-hmm. be that high. I, I don't think it is. And and that's the other thing too is like who what's your age like what what is the age of the people playing cuz like to me like if you talk to people like our age Zach, like yeah. Halo has like more clout just because of you know the history that we have with it. But oh, the, for sure. yeah. the newer gamers, like this is their first foyer into in into this franchise. And like it wasn't you know, it wasn't a good I mean it was a good game, but it wasn't like the Halo of old that like you know people like us have a nostalgia for. So I don't know. If there is, I mean, I, I just keep going back to I don't know if if there is a new Halo that would get people interested. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's like, oh, oh sorry. sorry, I was just gonna say, yeah, with like the newer, like you know, Gen Z kids and stuff, it's like you know, you're competing with Fortnite, you're competing with Valorant, you're competing with all these other like established franchises and games and stuff that constantly have updates and like regular season content constantly changing like every couple weeks and stuff so you have to keep up with that or you're just going to fall behind the the one thing and it feels like a total hail mary shot and it's the thing they should have prioritized from the beginning in my opinion is getting forge out because getting forge out and into the community, I feel will solve a lot of their content problems. Like people, like there was a thing where someone made the entire, uh, Andy's bedroom from toy story as a, as a map in forge. And it looks fucking exactly like the Pixar room when you're playing halo in it. Like guys are running around and jumping off Andy's bed and onto the desk and stuff. Like it's, it's nuts. But like, that's the type of stuff they need. They need content creators in there creating content that isn't them. And that doesn't have to hit whatever ridiculous standard they have for their own content. But guys like me could just download stuff, little big planet style and be like, Oh, that's neat. I'll see that. Oh, that's cool. Let me download that. And at least it breaks up the monotony. Like, 
Because that's the most maddening thing. I like Halo Infinite. It's really good. It's a fun shooter. The gameplay was great. Like there was a month there where I was just all in. And then I realized nothing else was coming. And it was such a bummer. And then it was like, oh, well, season one's now six months. Ugh. Okay, we're launching season two. And that's six months. Just kidding. It's 12. <laughs> like, what? What? So, I mean, I'm really curious to see what the November 8th, like, thing is with Forge. And, I mean, I'd be down to go through the, the campaign co-op online. Like, that's my favorite way to do legendary runs in Halo is, is full-on co-op style. But, I got, man, it's just so depressing. It's so depressing to me. You're not going to be doing that anyway because there's so many other games that are coming out at the end of this year that you'll be playing those, and you won't well, you won't even remember Halo. The thing, the thing about that is, uh, God of War comes out ten days later, <laughs> and they so they're going to have my attention for ten days. Is is what that is. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Any final thoughts on Halo? Until I kind of don't even want to talk about Halo anymore until Forge comes out. I I can't make that promise but i'm gonna try real hard well it's like what would you have to say about it anyway like oh. what would there be to talk about oh when they delay it between now and november 8th that's, I was gonna I mean, that's the only thing that's about. gonna that's the only thing that's gonna pop up is they're just gonna they can't make it and they'll delay it and i It'll feel like if that time. happens just cancel it just stop mm-hmm. if that's if that's what's gonna happen so yeah if you can't make that november deadline for forge don't even come out with season three yeah you're you at that point have lost everyone. Mm-hmm. So, cause I feel, I feel like you're right, Shannon, like any little shred of hope is holding on to that. <laughs> and if you take that away from people, oof, it's all over. Um, okay. Well, let's shift to something a little more positive from Microsoft. Uh, they launched their game pass friends and family plan in Ireland and Colombia last month as smaller test markets to roll it in. And it's an increase of essentially $10 more a month. If you were doing the uh, solo plan, that's like 15 bucks, you know, and what that gets you is up to five other players. Oh no, it's five total. So up to four other players um, can join on your account. And they get all the access to Game Pass stuff that your solo account would get in the same time. Where I see the value of this is not necessarily the Nintendo, hey, let's do the family plan and all of us chip in and get it thing, which worked that first year. And then everyone got left holding the bag when people didn't re-up or tell people you they got owed money. Um where I see the value is like in my house, both my kids want to play Minecraft at the same time and they can't because someone has to play on my account and I'm the only game pass account unless I want to get them their own game pass accounts, which I do not want to do, you know, or my kid wants to play was Jurassic world evolution. That's out right now. And I want to play something else at the same time. And 
you know, because of the scaling that Xbox has, I've got my old Xbox one sitting in our bedroom so the kids can play on that. And I'm trying to play something in the living room, but they, if it's game pass, they can't play it because I'm using my account. So this would actually solve a pretty good problem for me because it gets really frustrating when they want to play Minecraft together, but they have to play two player at split screen only because they have to use the same account, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I know I, I'm the only one with kids this age that are playing like this on the show, but uh, do you guys have any desire to do a friends and family type setup yourselves? I mean, <clears throat> I would uh, be happy to do that if I had people that were, you know, in that ecosystem. I think mm-hmm. out, out of all of my friends, I think you two are the only ones that really game as much as I do that would be able to benefit from a family subscription. So I, I don't know. I, I, it's cool that it's there. I don't think I'd be able to use it. But you might be someone that would be like, hey, let me get on yours. I mean, you know. yeah, if I can mooch on somebody else's, I'll do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Zach. I mean, we, we already know Justin does that with uh, Nintendo. So Yeah, I am a part of someone else's family plan on the Switch, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> got it. You got it. You got the mooching covered left and right. So. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, I think it's a smart idea, though. I really do. Because I think there's enough people like me out there that would absolutely just do it to solve the argument in the house problem. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest, that's worth 10 bucks a month to me. Just mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have to hear it anymore about he's taking too long or she's still playing and blah, blah. I'm trying to watch it. They're like, Oh my God, just yeah, take $10 and shut up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. So, Okay. I guess we can move on to a little unexpected thing. Uh, Turtle Rock announced Act 5 for Back for Blood. Remember that game, Shannon? Remember Back for Blood? Yeah, I do. We played it like twice and then never played it again? Yeah, it's typical of all of our Friday night games that we say that we're going to do on a regular basis. We, I mean, we have yet to stick to that. Well, very true, but... I actually really like Back for Blood. I know you weren't as big of a fan as me, which is fine. But the Act 5, a.k.a. Children of the Worm um, expansion introduces a brand new character uh, called Prophet Dan, who is comically Irish, uh, as shown in the trailer, and uh, introduces a couple more weapons, a whole new set of enemies, which seem to be very human-esque. They're, they're not shambling zombies, and they're not like the 28 Day Later zombies like the game has or anything. They seem to be tactical and all that, but maybe not quite human-esque. And they have uh, a story woven through Act 5 in kind of a new twist on the existing system. This one's going to be a little more narrative, but the story is still very much told in as you move through the act like a standard Back for Blood or Left for Dead uh, campaign. There's going to be a lot more environmental storytelling, but also some like cutscenes and stuff like that. 
So I'm, I'm actually super curious about this. Like, I mean, would, would you guys get in with this with me or? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd get in on it to try it with you, but um, I hope because it, from what I saw in the trailer, it was a lot tighter quarters, right? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like the original game that had like a bunch of open areas that you were trying to fight and push through. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that this one is more wave based where it gives you time to kind of catch your breath. Um, you clear out maybe a room and then you move on to the next wave. I think that would be more of a fun time for me. Um, but mm. I think cause, cause I could see us getting overrun in a really tight room and then, you know, you're shooting each other. Um, I don't remember if there is friendly fire in that game or not. Um, but it just seems like it would lend itself to uh, a not a pleasurable experience for me. Justin, how do you feel about it? No, after watching the trailer, it looks pretty epic and stuff. I like the kind of look and design and stuff of the new enemies. I was telling Zach, they reminded me of uh, the foot, the foot clan soldiers from Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles with like the way their hoods and stuff sit on their head. But I would definitely be there. I had a lot of fun when we played the first time and stuff. And even getting the, like, you know, random, like, good guy on our team and stuff. So we are like, sitting there, like, running with him, you know, for a couple games and then lose him and then get some other new person and then they suck and stuff. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a fun part of the game because, uh, you know, we did, we did have that one guy that was like, oh, my God. He's like, you guys think you suck, but, like, you're the best group that I've gotten <laughs> I started playing today. So, like, you know, I'm going to stick with you until we beat this level. But, um, yeah, it uh, I, I like I said, I, I'm on board with it. I do think it's funny that the most Irish guy I've seen in a video game, like, in a while is Dan. Um, I would like to see, you know, it, it probably would have been a little bit more funny if they Irished up his name a little bit more. But, yeah. You know, um, the trailer looks cool. Um, it looks, you know, it, it looks like it'll be a fun time. And I'm glad that the game's getting some more love. I mean, it, it was a good game. Um, it, it just it felt, wasn't my cup of tea. It felt like they left a lot of meat on the bone there. So I'm I'm happy that they're circling back and releasing couple, a little more content. You know, maybe hopefully this is the first of many because that's a, it's a good looking game. It's fun. It moves really well. Uh, the action, I thought the shooting was really good. So I don't know. Like, it seems like you could just kind of keep creating acts and getting them out there. And this one is, uh, it's 14 99 for the expansion. So not, not insane. It's not like they're charging full price or anything for it. I'm wondering if they're going to make you complete the game before you can play the fifth act. Mm, that is worth researching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that would make that would be a hard no for me if I had to get through the whole game. <laughs> yeah, that, that would probably be a deal breaker for me also. But hopefully it's like, uh, you know, the Gears of War different modes or something where it's just like, nope, this is the new one. Just click it and go. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll do a little research. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, should we talk a little what we've been playing? A little weekly consultation? Yes. So I've been playing only the newest and best games, which is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And <laughs> oh, dude, that came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm taking advantage of my PlayStation uh, Plus, whatever the hell they call it. Uh, Somebody's got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, upgraded thing until I cancel it in two or three weeks. 
but I'm playing the PS5 director's cut version of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And y'all, that is a uh, that is an Assassin's Creed game, like straight up. Like that is like it. It is a but not like Odyssey. It's like an old style Assassin's Creed game, like Assassin's Creed Two type game. Um, maybe I'm only three hours in or so, but maybe there'll be more to it. But I mean, there's a guy that changes your outfit. There's a, another merchant that, you know, makes, uh, weapons for you. There's another merchant that, you know, does armor and gear and stuff. like. And, and so you got all those systems. Uh, there's materials you need to collect for all those systems. The story is pretty good so far. Uh, you know, like I'm sure most people know you're a samurai, uh, the, the Khan and Mongols, uh, show up to take over your Island. They basically kill all the other samurai, except for your uncle who they kidnap because they're trying to get him to surrender. So the Island will surrender. Um, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go get him. And then you prop just immediately get your ass kicked trying to go get him and get tossed off a bridge and they think you're dead, but you're not. And you get the help of this, uh, woman who is basically teaching you the shadow ways of like the ninja and you're fighting against it because your samurai code won't let you like kill people without honor, quote unquote, and all this stuff. And meanwhile, she's like, yeah, but do you want to win or do you want to die? Like, which, which one do you prefer to do? Because I think winning would be better than just going and getting murdered with honor, like you moron. And so, and so you slowly but surely start to like shank people from the shadows and like, you know, snipe people from rooftops with bows and arrows and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's funny to see like how you're doing that. And all the samurai guild is like, <gasps> clutching pearls how could you it's like bro i just like released five bases like i just like far cried five bases here and like we got our territory back and you're giving me shit about stabbing them from the bushes like what the hell um but yeah so it's it the story is really good and it's going to be the thing that pulls me through but it's if you've played assassin's creed you know what that game is 100 percent, and I will say it is gorgeous. Like, holy shit, the graphics of that game. Like, it is impressive. And to be honest, that is half the reason I started it. Uh, Justin, earmuffs, cover yours. Guys, I'm sick of shit of, like, these indie games. I want some AAA fucking goodness. Like, get your pixel fucking graphics the fuck out of here. Like... (laughs) You know, like crying. I know, I know. So I told you earmuffs. Like, I, you know, it looks like an S Super Nintendo game. Great, I played that shit thirty fucking years ago. Fuck off. Like, give me some high res (laughs) motion cap. My fucking PlayStation Five that I paid five hundred dollars for is screaming from the effort of running this bitch. That's what I want. Like, that's what I need in my life. You know, like cult of the lamb running like fucking dog piss on my switch get that shit out of here like damn the heat's making zach angry that was an aggressive take (laughs) coming in hot 
but yes, I will say Ghost of Tsushima has scratched that itch lovingly. Like it is, damn, that game is impressive. You know, when you play something and you're like, holy shit, this looks expensive. That's what Ghost of Tsushima is. <laughs> like, whew, this is, this is top shelf liquor right here. Um, so yeah, I, sorry, Justin, if I offended your sensibilities, but uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. Can't, this can't be my life. This can't be my life. Um, Shannon, what have you been playing? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're drinking top shelf uh, beverages here, uh, I am s- drinking the bar mat at two ooh. o'clock in the morning. Um, so I, I, um, I went back into Saints Row again to see if maybe some of these updates have have made any of the quality of life adjustments that I want in the game, and the answer is no. Um, so, oh boy, um, I, I'm. A little further in, I've found some territory that I want to turn into my headquarters for my new gang that I've started, the Saints. Um, so we got this new territory, and immediately uh, upon getting your uh, place, like, you know, kind of embezzling it from somebody, you, um, one of the gangs wants to throw you a party. And uh, I guess the party is like murdering your gang. Um, so they storm the the place and you basically have uh, three set points that you have to get to um, and murder basically the other gang. Um, and you have your three other compatriots that are in the hideout that are also helping you fight. But the AI that's controlling them must have been eating glue or they missed a couple key like, you know, lines of code that makes them useful. Um, they basically just stand uh, in the middle of all the chaos. They don't run for cover. They have a pistol or a, a basic weapon, and um, they just try to shoot, and they do a, bo- a poor job of hitting anything. Uh, and they die a lot. Um, and when they die, or they get incapacitated, you have a certain number of time, or uh, you have about 10 seconds to get to them, or maybe more, maybe 30 seconds to get to them before their you know meter runs out. And if you don't get to them, you're, you, you fail the mission. Um, so the first time it happened, this small little icon, teeny tiny icon pops up and it's like, uh, and the dude says like, oh, I don't feel good. It's not like, oh, I'm down or I'm shot. He's just like, oh, I don't, I don't feel good. And you're just like, okay, cool. Um, so I ignored him the first time and you know, he died. And then the second time, um, you know, he basically did the same thing. He got ran over by a motorcycle cause he just stood in the same spot and I shot a motorcycle and it flew at him and killed him. So, yeah, it took me maybe like seven or eight tries, and uh, I was getting increasingly frustrated with this, uh, the mechanics of this mission. Um, I felt like there was just waves of enemies, and then if you didn't follow the path, like you tried to do like an end around and go around the backside of your hideout instead of just running straight into the mess, um, it gives you like a 10-second timer to get back, otherwise you fail the mission. So, like, they kind of force you to do things the way that they want you to, which is frustrating. Um, other mechanics that I've found is, um, like gravity seems to not exist in certain areas of the map when you're driving your car and you hit like, I don't know, um, a light pole or, um, a little like plastic traffic cone in the middle of the street. Like your car just like yeets itself, like right up into the air, like three stories. And you're just like, okay, I guess I'm just going to ride this one out. Um, some of the controls seem sluggish, especially when you're trying to get out of the cars, or back up, or I don't know. 
do anything in the game. So yeah, it's 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 been rough. I think I might shelve Saints Row for a little bit until there's a substantial patch that fixes a lot of the problems that people are having. I've heard there's some game breaking bugs like at around the 40% mark um, where you have missions where you have to buy property and then you have to um, <clears throat> do some submissions uh, with those properties and they don't register when you complete them. Um, so a lot of people have just said, don't play this game right now. Uh, and I think I'm in agreement with them. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get to those moments after struggling this much in the first five hours of the game. So that's a bummer. Uh, in other news, it's pushed me back into finishing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And, uh, you know, like I told Zach the other day, I can I can beat this game anytime I want. Um, but, you know, there's just um, you, when you see unfinished areas on the map, you just um, you want to explore them. Right. And then, like, you know, you see a, a gorilla that's running around. that's like a level 83 and you're like 78 and you're just like. I could probably grind up like four more levels and then go kill that guy. It's fine. Like I want to be the badass on the map. So let me be the badass on the map. I'm only 72 hours into the game right now. So only, you know, only, only like I said, I can quit anytime I want, mm -hmm. but um, I'm having a good time with that game. So I'm going to stick with that one. It's going to hold me over for a little bit while Saints Row just kind of collects some dust. This is this is what I said yesterday, Justin, while Shannon told me yesterday in person that he was 72 hours in. I'm like, you know, this is attic behavior. I can stop anytime I want to. I just don't want to. You know, this, I've heard this before. Yeah, I found that to be some very choice wording on Shannon's part. And I want everyone who's listening to mark down September 5th on their calendar and then whenever Shannon posts in Discord that he beat Xenoblade, check that date against September 5th, and we'll figure <laughs> out how long it took him <laughs> when he could have beat it at any time. And if it's before November, then he'll be okay. But I, it's going to be like November 15th. He's like, all right, guys, finally did it. <laughs> well, you know he's going to have to do it by October because Gotham Knights comes out and... <laughs> yeah and gotham I, waits for no man i was gonna say i still have a uh, cult of the lamb that i got it i think that's gonna be the next game i dive into after xenoblade's done so i, I, I have to admit i've i think i've plateaued on cult of the lamb yeah like getting getting to the end of that game is is suddenly seeming like a big chore to me hmm. which which is a bummer it's a bummer because Man, the first like 30 hours of that game, I loved it. Loved it so much. But now that I can't upgrade anything, it's like, eh, eh. Now it's just like I have to go fight. Eh, I don't know. You're going to like YouTube the end of that game just to see what the ending's about? I, I might. I mean, let's be honest. I'll call it for what it is. Um, Justin, I are, ju you, are, I mean, are you still playing it, Justin? Um, I didn't get a chance to really play a lot of it this week. But I am towards, I'm in the fourth, I'm like halfway through the fourth room or whatever. So I'm almost to like the fourth boss to take him out or whatever to unlock the, the final big door. And I guess, I guess that's my thing is like, I've upgraded everything and I'm halfway through the third door. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like there's so much left that I, the, the battle, the fighting of that game is my least favorite part of the game. Like the town part is my favorite part of that game. Yeah, um, the and the town part's pretty much pointless. Like after you yeah, beat the second boss, like exactly. it, it takes care of itself. You don't really, you can't upgrade anything anymore. It's just either more of the same, 
or whatever like you but it's like having followers are basically just extra lives at this point if you unlock the perk yeah. to kill one to come back and we've kind of like we talked about before that that part of the game just wrapped up too fast for me it's like yeah. there needed to be another level of upgrades or something like let me upgrade every building again just let me do it it can be pointless but it'll give me something to do you know like why not give me farm three who cares you know, like, let's go. But, but yeah, I don't know. It's bum. I'm bummed. Justin, what have you been playing? So this week, uh, I, I was a little busy all this week and stuff. But today I checked out some. It came out on Game Pass, but it's called Tinykin. And it's very reminiscent of Pikmin. But this yeah. is like a Pikmin platformer, right? Yeah, where you're like yeah. this guy. The, it looks very kind of Paper Mario, Thousand Year Doorish, where a lot of the levels are 3D, but okay. you as your main character and stuff is kind of 2D-ish, and you're like moving around in this kind of 3D world and stuff, and you're trying to collect these different um, little alien things, but they're a lot like Pikmin and stuff. They do different things, like some of them are just like really strong so you can throw them at certain objects and they can like pick up objects to like move with you and stuff and then there's some that act like bombs that you can pick and stuff and you'll throw it and they'll like blow up these like and take so many of them and stuff to blow up the structure and stuff and then it'll like mm. open a new path or do something to help you progress in the game. Is it fun? It, like, it is, it, yeah, okay. no, it's it's really fun. It's you kind of left us hanging there, of like, okay, okay, and like, do you? No, I wasn't sure if you were going to say something, or, but, but yes, yeah. it it was very fun. Like the thing I like about the most, and I kind of talked about it with Shannon a little bit too, is like with Pikmin, you kind of always have this like time constraint, and like, oh, you can only get so much done in a day, and stuff kind of like weighing down on you the entire time you're playing Pikmin. So it's nice to basically have Pikmin without that time constraint and so so it's like you can kind of just do everything at your own time like you feel like you can actually walk around and explore the entire level and not feel like rushed you know to just try and get to the end and so there's a lot of stuff to collect too there's like gold there's the objects and stuff you obviously need to collect for to progress for each of the little missions and stuff but, you know, there's like three or four different things like for you to go. So if you like collect the thons and stuff like that, there's like plenty to explore and like nooks and crannies and stuff to try and find all this stuff. Again, it's a, it's it's a big year for these indie titles, Justin. It's, it's a big year for it. Just <sighs> I mean, the I, fact that he said it's a relaxed Pikmin had piqued my interest. Like I'm I, on I'm on board. I won't lie. I'm like Game Pass. Pikmin, yeah, all right. I, that, that sounds Dude. like something I could play, or like the kids could play. Yeah, I honestly think the I think it would be a big hit with the kids. Like the okay. art style's great, it's cute, and like I said, because it's relaxed and like you're not really under pressure. Like I feel like it's something like kids can take the time; they can walk around. Like there's no immediate dangers and stuff to like really worry about, like getting there's, hurt or dying. There's no like, like instant fail state yeah exactly yeah. like when you die and stuff you just kind of respawn back to like wherever you died and stuff there's no lives there's no anything like that so it's pretty nice dude so did I bunny feel- just open the door like i heard a door <laughs> open and close and then the dog comes sauntering in i'm like how did the dog do that that's amazing 
<laughs> no, Megan was opening a door yeah. and the dogs were running around, but but yes, Addie did run into the room and she was like, she's been sitting over here to my left getting pets and kisses the entire time uh-huh. during the podcast. She just wants, she missed us. So she's been like super like, give me your attention. It was, It's super funny though. Cause it was just one of those, like I heard the, and then next thing I know, his tail comes sauntering behind <laughs> you. I'm like, did the dog just open the door? You're like only in Arizona. Right. It's like a scene out of like Jurassic Park, but with dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Velociraptor figured out how to jiggle the handle. Um, and then I see you have another game on here, Justin. Yes, I. Uh, so th- part of the reason why I was like super busy this week too was before Tucson Comic Con, me and my friend Nick participated in the Epic Mega Jam, mm-hmm. and the theme was as above, so below. And so our concept we came up with was synchronicity and it's basically your knights. And then the enemy is like this kind of monster that kind of comes from the underground and it's a tower defense game, but it's also card based and there's two halves to each card. There's like the good side and then that goes to you. And then there's the enemy side and it's something that'll go to the enemy. And each round and stuff, each wave, you have to pick two cards. And so it's like you're kind of choosing, all right, well, I'll pick something. I want this, but I don't want to necessarily give my opponent this and stuff. So it's kind of the strategy of what are you willing to give your opponent and then take for yourself. And then wherever you place something on your side of the map, on the opposite corresponding side is where something of the enemies is going to spawn and stuff. So it's the give and take of, Yes, I want this, but do I really want my enemy to have this? I would rather go against this and take the shittier upgrade myself than take the really good one for myself, but give my enemy something really good. Gotcha. But it came together really good. It was interesting working with Nick because he lives in Japan. So there's a 16-hour time difference between us. So it's funny because in the morning I'd be getting up for work and stuff at 8 and logging in and doing whatever. And there it's like, you know, two, three in the morning and Nick's like, here's everything I did. And then he would go to bed and then I would work on my stuff during the afternoon. And then when he's waking up for breakfast the next day, it's like afternoon there. And then it's 10, 11 PM my time. And I'm like, here's everything I did. I'm going to bed. And then we'd kind of just keep passing the torch back and forth to each other. (laughs) But I mean, you felt it was a good working, like it, it worked like you came out with something you liked no it did work it came out way better than i honestly thought it would like it was one of those where we just kind of had like filler like cards and assets and stuff for like a lot of it to get Mm -hmm. it working and then one morning when i woke up and stuff nick's like all right yeah i got all the stuff into it finally and then it actually felt like a real game like all of a sudden I was like, man, like, you know, this is kind of like a cool proof of concept or whatever, but it's still not really like a game. It's kind of janky. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, it felt like an actual game. And I was like, dude, that came together really quickly. And it like played a lot better than I honestly like saw it going. So it was really cool. So is this something that's up on like itch or something that people can yeah, buy yeah. Yep. It's up on itch.io. Uh, I think Nick said, because they're supposed to announce like winners and stuff at some point. I think that's not going to be until October or something like that. But, you know, I like what we came up with. And I kind of looked at some of the stuff other people were doing. Like there was some other kind of cool stuff. But for the most part, 
a lot of people did someone legitimately did just like a clone of flappy bird and just called it flappy bird and submitted it i'm like dude what the fuck is <laughs> this person doing like i'm like oh my god this guy made flappy bird i'm like dude how am i supposed to fucking compete with that <laughs> game changer <laughs> so is this an inside out games joint or um it's a co joint mm. so it should i think it's on my itch.io page i think it might be connected on there because i am one of the like co-administrators for it but okay. it's a co-joint between inside out games and i think nick's thing is it's like synacrum games i believe so i mean it's a very cool look with like the tile sets and everything I've... oh yeah no the tile set and stuff came together the like the art's kind of funny because the art for the cards is all generated by dolly like the random ai oh, generator yeah, it's all 100% generated by the AI. And for some of the cards, it's insane. Like, uh, the one card's called Vengeance, and it legit looks like... I understood Vengeance is like a metal band or something, and it looked like a death metal t-shirt. It looked insane. I was like, this is what it came up with for Vengeance, and it looked like a bunch of Hot Topic shirts. I was like, that's hilarious, and I, I loved the art for it. I saved it. So, fun fact... Um, when I was in college at Sonoma State, uh, I knew this guy, Ryan, who was the lead singer of a band named Vengeance. <laughs> and they actually like did all right. They did some tours. They got like had a moment in Europe. Uh, it's if you're looking it up, it's Vengeance with an I, kind of like Justin with an I. We used to call him Vengeance because apparently there was another band named Vengeance. So they had to spell it differently. Um but yes, Vin Gaines. Uh, it, it was pretty decent. So it's hilarious that like they came up with like a bunch of metal stuff. Cause now I'm super curious if it's the same band, if it just like did a quick Google search and was like, Oh yeah. We yeah found well, it. You know what they say, man, art imitates life. So yeah, there you go. Vengeance the band. Very good. Um, okay. Well, are we, are we doing the, uh, the sirens? We have the spoilers, 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 spoilers. Yes. Um, okay. Are we uh, are we all caught up on She Hulk here? So yeah, I haven't watched any. I haven't watched She Hulk in like two weeks. So go ahead and spoil it because like I'll, I keep seeing the the twerk, uh, the little twerk uh, gifts all over the place. So two things. I think, and and. Uh, Justin, I want to get your thoughts on this. I think this would have been better if they would have just dropped the whole season. Because the short episodes, you know, the half hour long episodes, you kind of forget what happened the week before. And especially since it's like comedic sitcom style instead of, you know, heavy narrative or whatever. Mm -hmm. It kind of like feels like I'm pushing reset every week. Of like, oh, right, that's what's happening. Oh, okay, here we go. And, you know, I, I'm i into the, like, sitcom, you know, story of the week style that they've got going here. Like, you know, the whole thing where her super dick co-worker got taken advantage of by a shape-shifting light elf to thinking he was dating Megan the Stallion. And... <laughs> 
got swindled out of 175 grand uh that's hilarious like that's hella funny and then like having the light elf be like and now i'm the judge and now i'm the lawyer saying screw it i don't want to like i don't want to sue this guy anymore like you know all that stuff was super funny i love when he's talking to the lawyer and he doesn't want to say the number and he's like all right he's like let's just ballpark it 50k he's like higher lower and he's like higher and he's like 150k and he's like higher and he's like, he's like, don't even say 200K. He's like, dude, I'm not stupid, okay? He's like, 175,000. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. He's <laughs> like, that's a house. And and I love that uh, he won the case just because uh, she got up there and was like, yeah, this guy thinks he's God's gift to women and he's completely delusional. Like, <laughs> he absolutely believed that Megan the Stallion would date him. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> can testify he is that stupid yeah totally i thought that was hilarious but uh i mean i like all this stuff and they they it's funny because they very quietly are seeding a lot of stuff in this show mm-hmm. that is totally throwaway shit but is actually probably gonna pay off dividends like hulk on a ship going to sakar i mean that's world war hulk like set up right there. If they ever choose to play that out, you know, like the whole Emil Oblonsky free now and, you know, got parole. And so it's like, so the abomination is out there. Is this going to be a Thunderbolts thing when they get around to that movie? Like it's, it's like, there's a bunch of little things that are happening in this show, but are totally throwaway things within the confines of the show. And I'm, I'm think it's very interesting how they're doing it. Well, yeah, and in this last episode, they even gave us really quickly, it was like a little throwaway thing, but it was the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, yeah. With all the little weapons and stuff, so I I thought that was funny that they brought them in. It just all of a out of nowhere, they just kind of show up, they're like, hey, baby. (laughs) But now it's like, who was trying to get her blood or DNA or whatever? (laughs) Because, and I did like that moment, though, where she, you know, where Jen became okay being the Hulk. When she like, you know, it's like every woman's nightmare. You get attacked in a dark alleyway by a bunch of dudes, except she turned into like a six foot eight, 500 pound monstrosity and beat the shit out of all of them. And it was just one of those like, okay, maybe being this Hulk thing isn't so bad. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts is when the one dude came from behind and grabbed her and she's like, oh my God, help. And then she's like, oh yeah. And then turns into (laughs) She-Hulk and just smashes him into the building. Yeah. And I did like how the Wrecking Crew was reimagined to just being like, we stole a bunch of Asgardian like construction, construction equipment. equipment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's like no magic involved. It's like, Oh no, this is just a bunch of like Asgardian like work gear that suddenly is like made us powerful, which is they were fixing our freeway. And we just walked around Jimmy to open a toolbox and left. Yeah, totally. It's like the magic crowbar, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I, but I kind of, I'm almost at the point now where I maybe want to skip a few weeks and watch a bunch of them at once. Cause I just feel like this episodic thing is kind of killing the show for me a little bit. I could see that. Um, my problem is because of how pot, like I say popular, but it's like, even though I don't think it's been like as huge a hit as some of the other shows and stuff, I still see it all the time on Twitter, especially with the the twerking thing. Like Twitter lost their minds over that. So it's like, that was like immediately spoiled for me. So it's like one of those where it's like, I do want to wait, but it's like, I also just don't want 
everything ruined for me week after week because everyone's yeah. talking about it on Twitter or something. It pisses someone off. But, I mean, like we were saying with uh, before with Microsoft, I'm just killing time until November, man. Just give me Wakanda <laughs> forever. Like, let's get this back on the rails. Like, you know, I feel like I feel like Marvel has just spun their wheels for for fucking three years now. You know, it's like, let's let's write the ship. Give me Wakanda forever. Let's figure this thing back out. Like, let's get let's get back on the main line. Enough of these like, you know, dalliances here and there. Like, okay, you've introduced enough characters. Let's get to the point. Let's get to the point now. And and I feel I feel hopeful that they'll be able to do that starting with Wakanda forever. But yeah, it'll probably be another. It'll probably be another Doctor Strange two, and I'll be horribly disappointed. But you know, I have hope. I have hope for right now. Is She Hulk. I also like that she referenced when she broke the fourth wall and was like, "Yeah, you know, Wong's going to be in this episode this Ooh. week." I know that's all you guys are going to talk about, but this isn't going to be a feature of the week kind of thing, you know. From here on, she's like, "Well, except for episode one." She's like, "And episode two, and then of course tonight because you know Wong." I just said that, <laughs> and I was just like, "God damn it!" She's like, "But don't forget who show this really is." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny too. Uh, well, that's kind of all eyes. Oh, we saw. Uh, the kids, it came to uh, Paramount Plus, the movie Paws of Fury, Hank the Samurai or whatever that one is, uh, with about an island full of cats and you're introduced to a dog that really wants to be a samurai, but everyone hates him on the island because he's a dog. And when I tell you, I was not prepared for this movie to be a animated retelling of the Mel Brooks classic Blazing Saddles. I was not prepared. And that is exactly what that movie is. Uh, If you are young enough and don't know what Blazing Saddles is, it is a highly problematic (laughs) movie from the 70s about a uh, black sheriff or uh, a black man becoming a sheriff in a very uh, racist old West town and comedic hijinks ensue. Uh, It follows that movie beat for beat. Like there are scenes in Blazing Saddles that play out exactly like they do in in Paws of Fury. Uh, Mel Brooks is in this movie as the Shogun, which is hilarious because Mel Brooks is like ninety three years old. Um, and I, for so on the level of me appreciating it as a Blazing Saddles remake, <laughs> I thought it was hella funny and really entertaining. As a new kids movie, Paramount Plus was the right price for that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you right now. Like, it was not, it was not, I'm very happy we did not pay to see that movie in the theater. Like, <laughs> very happy. Paramount Plus. It's kind of like what I saw Onward on Disney Plus, And I'm like, yeah, that's the right price for that movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why Pixar dumped it on Disney Plus. It sucks. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah. So if you have little ones, it's very entertaining for them. And you'll get a chuckle out of it when you recognize scenes ripped fully out of Blazing Saddles and put in that movie. But outside of that, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's harmless. Shannon, you watched it. You you agree with my assessment? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm more of a fan of Samuel L. Jackson's character um, feathering mm-hmm. the line of being, you know, of dropping like maybe some harsh language, but doing it in a PG friendly way. Yeah. Um, 
like he comes up with and the and the frequency and speed at which he says it like you know you know he practiced that line for a while because you know his favorite line his favorite word uh he would have dropped it like three or four times in that sentence but um it's his the i got more of a kick out of the linguistics like the just the gymnastics he had to do with that um over the rest of the story the story was good story's fine mm-hmm. um voice acting is decent michael sarah samuel L. jackson george takai and uh mel brooks um you know yeah good it, it, it it's decent it kills two hours that's that's it's good it enough. does kill two hours you're right it does so yeah it's good entertains the kids but that's all i got this week so you guys can um, take it away yeah, I just want to say uh, I watched um, <clears throat> the first couple episodes of Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, it's an FX show that's on Hulu right now. It's a documentary about Ryan Reynolds and um, I forget the gentleman's name uh, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But um, they go in together to buy a soccer club that is kind of struggling. Um, when you start out the documentary, um, the production quality is really high. Um, it strikes me as a Ted Lasso in real life. Um, so if you like Ted Lasso, you're probably going to like this show. Um, it starts out kind of giving the history of this club, uh, in Wrexham. Uh, and basically, uh, it's in Wales. Not a lot of people know about this club, but it's the third oldest soccer club in the history of the sport. Uh, it, or in the, since it became like a, a professional sport. Um, it's, they play on the oldest field, um, in the soccer league. Uh, the team used to be a championship level team, um, which was, uh, right under the premier league. Um, so there's like four major leagues. There's your premier league, your champion league, your league one, your league two. And then after that you're dropped into like a national league. And then below that is basically like the farm team for a whole bunch of other teams. So this, um, uh, soccer team has gone through relegation uh, a number of times and is now uh, out of the four major leagues and is in like the league above like farm league. So they're basically trying to revitalize this club and bring them back. They don't even want to bring them to the premier league. They want to just get them back to the champion league. And if they get to premier, that's great, but they want to bring this league back, this team back to its former glory. Um, the town itself is very, um, it, it supports this team. Um, this is like the lifeblood of the town. Um, it uh, basically the, the soccer club, now that it's not in one of the four major leagues, is basically owned by the fans and run by the fans. Everything is volunteer work by the fans. So when uh, Ryan Reynolds comes in to say, hey, I want to buy this team, they're like, okay, great. Well, you have to basically uh, have a meeting with the shareholders. And he's like, great, who are the shareholders? And it's like, there's a hundred and, you know, it, you're, there's a town of 65,000 people and they're all, they all have a share in this, in this soccer team so you know anybody who jumps on the zoom call is basically somebody you have to win over so it's it's um it's pretty interesting to to watch them schmooze and ryan reynolds is such a charming son of a bitch and uh you know he gets away with so much just because of his charming personality and and it's great because it's an fx show um and it's on hulu so like it's not really censored as far as language goes so like you know there's f-bombs in there so if you're trying to watch it with kids don't do that uh, unless you want them to hear some foul language. Um, but other than that, um, it's a great show. Uh, I'm enjoying watching it. 
And uh, yeah, it fills that fills that gap that Ted Lasso left uh, now that they're filming their final season. Um, so it, it's it's a good show. I recommend it. Yeah, dude, I'll have to check that out. That sounds interesting. Who's the person from It's Always Sunny? Is it Dennis or Charlie? It's it's not Charlie Day. It's the other. It's it's the uh, the the guy who plays uh, Nightman <laughs> in the play. I forget. Oh, hey, Mac. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's him. Um, and you know they go into his story, like, and they show where he grew up, and they show him. They you know they talk about him being an Eagles fan, and like how there's a strong parallel to this Wrexham team, and why he feels an attachment, and wants to buy them. There was a really funny moment where he's like, "Yeah, he's because he was the one that originally wanted to buy the team." So he was like, "Yeah." Wanted to buy this team, but then I realized, like, if I turn this team around and we start turning it into a winning franchise, he's like, you know, we're gonna need like movie star money to get it up. And then it shows like Ryan Reynolds acting in a movie, and he's like, and then like if we get to the next level, we're gonna need like alcohol, like you know, reseller money. And then it shows like Ryan Reynolds with a bottle of aviation gin, and he's like, and then we're gonna need like cell phones and things like that. And then it shows like Mint with like you know Ryan Reynolds holding like a Mint mobile phone, and he's like. And he's like, and then we're going to need, and then he turns to like the guy, the producer. He's like, what the hell else does this guy have? What other shit does this guy have that we could sell? And he's like, I don't know. He's got a whole bunch of shit. And he's like, yeah, we just need a whole bunch of shit. Like, that's what we need. We need money. Like this guy has money. So I brought him in and it's funny because like they were never friends or like knew about each other until like this whole kind of like sports venture came up. And then they were kind of introduced to each other because they were both looking for another enterprise to kind of get into. And now they're kind of like attached at the hip. So it's it's kind of fun to watch. Um, I think you'd enjoy it, Justin. Uh, is there anything else that you're watching this week, Justin? Um, I actually, so I watched some House of the Dragon, oh, which okay. uh, I was two episodes behind. But that's what was funny is it's, to me, I don't know, it's been so good. I'm genuinely surprised at how good it's been. I was not excited for it at all when it was coming out. When I watched episode one, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, it's all right. It's whatever. And it was like the last thing on my list to catch up on to watch. And I wasn't even particularly excited. Like, I was like, oh, you know, I'll check out the second episode of House of Dragon. The first one was pretty good. And after the second one was over, I was legitimately excited that I had a third episode. Because it's like the pace started picking back up. Like shit's happening. Uh, a lot of the characters, I think, are really good. Um, like the main chick just like exudes like badass bitch energy. Like throughout like the last two episodes. Like she's, they're kind of like accelerating her storyline and stuff. You know, it took seasons before Khaleesi became like really badass. It's like her, they're like, nope, by episode two. We're going to make you like her, like, go, go, go. So I really like that. It's not taking forever for these characters to develop, and they're kind of coming into their own and likable in their different ways. Is it, like, so is it hard to watch as far as, like, being, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, rapey or, like, I mean, is it, is, like, the nudity and violence and stuff like that, I get um, just, you know, for for you know it being the time and whatever but like is there is it like a hard watch like for certain situations like that i mean like on on the level of like the boys it would it be like on par like worse like oh no i mean uh like even the last two episodes i honestly don't even think there was any nudity in the last two episodes there was a lot of violence like a lot of dragons burning people to death and one of the new villains 
is uh what's he calls this like the crab trapper or whatever and he's been taking sinking their ships and stuff and dragging the crew on shore and like building like little crosses and like nailing them onto the beach and letting the crabs eat their flesh and stuff and that's like his whole bit and that's what he's been doing so they're like at war with him but it's been really good like for the most part there is one scene in this last episode that it wasn't Ray-Ban's funny because it's like he has to remarry to like you know produce more heirs and do whatever and this one of the people that the council was trying to get him to marry was basically this like 12 year old girl and they kind of went through the, you know, they're trying to force them both into this. And he kind of realizes that, yeah, this isn't right. And it's like gross. So they kind of like address that, that, you know, it's like, yeah, this is what basically was commonplace for the time. It's like, oh, well, you know, you can't sleep with her until she's 14 or whatever, but you're going to marry this 12 year old girl as like part of the thing to align our houses and stuff to be this ultimate power. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I can't do this. Like, I'd rather not. Like, even if it's going to disappoint the entire council or whatever this is, uh, I couldn't live with myself if I fucking had to go through this. <laughs> awesome. Good. All right, so is that is that our spoiler zone for this week? Or? Mm-hmm. I'd say that's our spoiler zone. All right, then I, th- I think we have a show, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, we have to probably give a shout out to everybody who did participated in our draft. Oh uh, yes, for the, the fantasy for the draft. sports ball. Oh yeah, yeah, I never did get to check my draft. <laughs> I don't even know who my. Well, even if I did check it, I don't think I would know who any of the people are anyway. But the the best the best part, and I'm sure uh, it was auto draft related, was in the eighth round. There was a huge run on people drafting kickers, and I just found that hilarious. Like. Most fantasy drafts, I don't even draft a kicker. You know, like I, I'm trying to get as many p- guys that actually score points, and I just grab a kicker, whatever. Um, and so to see, like, of the eight teams, I think it was five kickers got picked in the eighth round, <laughs> where a ton of really good players are still available. I it just killed me. I I was I was dying. So. Good, good, good on you, auto so, so, what you're saying is that uh, Zach basically got a bunch of freebies and is going to kick our like, ass. Yeah. Like, Don't mind if I do. You want? Uh, I'll take that running back. Dude, I'll take that wide receiver. Zach was, yeah, Zach was the equivalent on the playground. You're like, look, look, I know. You're like, okay, you're twisting my arm. I'll give you these three sand trues for your Charizard. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you got a deal. It's like, okay, uh, here you go, okay, buddy. You, you got me. I mean, it'll be great when, like, halfway through the season, like, a lot of people are injured and he's looking for people to pick up. And, like, he's like, I'll, I'll trade this guy for your, like, you know, this, this dude over here. He's like, I'm, I'm flesh over here. What do you, what do you want? No, what's going to be hilarious is week one when I lose because my kicker sucked. That's what's going to be great. <laughs> kicker, like, broke his toe and he's yeah. out for the entire season. Yeah, and that's just a big zero for me, like, for the whole week. <laughs> like, that'll be great. Um, but yes, shout out to everyone that joined our fantasy league. I will, we will give uh, updates to the Embracer group, which is the league name, uh, next week. Um, other than that, Justin, why don't you take us in for a landing? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, head on over to uh, the Discord and let us know if you've been watching, you know, 
I know there's been some talk about the new Lord of the Rings show that came out, the nine rings and stuff that's been going on over on the Discord. So uh, if you have any feelings about that, head on over. Let us know what you think. And while you're at it, give us a review on Spotify. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great. And college football's back, baby. And heat's nothing without humidity. (laughs) 